0: Welcome to Juvie Podcast, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the fascinating world of Generation Z. We're living in a time of unprecedented change and transformation, and Gen Z is the front forefront of it all. Born between 1997 and 2012, Gen Z is the most diverse, tech-savvy, and socially aware generation in history. From TikTok and Instagram to climate change activism and social justice movements, Gen Z is shaping the world in ways that are both exciting and exciting and unpredictable in this podcast we'll explore the unique perspective experiences and challenges of gen z through a variety of lenses we'll talk to experts influencers and ordinary people who are making a difference in the world this intro has a lot more text but that is it you guys that intro was completely written by a robot
1: that's crazy
0: i put no effort into it all i said was hey ChatGPT, write me an intro for a teenage podcast bam there it is ChatGPT is getting a little scary for A me. little scary, but before we dive into why that was the intro of this episode, if you guys are listening on any audio platforms, please make sure to hit the download button and follow. Last month, we had our most followed month on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so keep hitting that follow button. Leave us a five-star review, a written review. As Josh tells you what to do on YouTube, I'm going to check our Apple Podcast reviews and see if any of you guys left a written review for us. If you're
1: watching on YouTube, please make sure to subscribe to this channel, like the video, make sure that notification bell is turned on, Leave a comment um, telling us what you want us to talk about in the next episode. Um, and also, follow us on the social media links right here. We've got mine. We've got nike We've 8. got Juvie. Uh, just go give a follow. Give a like. Show some love.
0: All right. This week's written review review from the Juvie Boys comes from Dragon 123 with the smiley face emoji. She said, Juvie is amazing. She gave us a five-star review. And she said, hey, Juvie, my name is Mia, and I'm 13 years old, and I love your videos. I've recently started listening to them, and you guys inspired me to keep pushing against society's prejudices. 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 Please, please keep it going because y'all are so amazing. Thank you for your hard work and God bless you, Mia. Mia, we appreciate you so, so much. We love you. Do you guys want to be like Mia on next week's episode? So make sure you guys hit the review button. Leave us a written review. Hate on us. Love us. We'll read them. We'll read every single one. What do we rate this review? One to five stars. Oh, five. I'm going to give it a 4.9 just because I couldn't say prejudices. Well, you should take point one off of yourself (laughs) not from the review that's five star review thank you so so much all right so you guys are probably like juvie that intro was so weird and so not normal well you're right we basically before this episode started we asked chat gpt a ton of questions yep and if josh if they don't know what chat gpt is it's an ai but what does this ai do what does it act like
1: so with chat gpt you can put in any prompt of any kind And it will immediately generate a response for you. So you can ask it questions. You can ask it to type essays or book reports on books you haven't read. You can have it do incredible stuff, like anything you could ever imagine. And it grows and learns by the day.
0: It is absolutely crazy. I think it's... ah, This is a big statement. I think it might be one of the craziest tech innovations we've seen in the 2000s.
1: I agree. And now you can also get it to do voice memos, which is crazy. Somebody told me the other day that... Or yesterday... Um, that one of his fellow employees, uh, yeah, one of his coworkers, um, got ChatGBT to make a voice memo from their boss
0: and played it in front of his employee. He thought he was getting fired. It's crazy, dude. And the thing is, is that I feel like right now, literally, I feel like by the week we are seeing new AIs roll out, like insane ones. Okay. Before we continue with ChatGBT, I want to tell you about probably the craziest AI I've seen this past week. Okay. Okay. It's basically – you ever seen a, a Disney or a Pixar film where it's animated, but it's that real-life animation yeah. where you know some features are a little bit bigger than others, but it all kind of plays into the character? Yeah. Have you ever wished, dude, I want to look like one of these characters? I want to see what my version of this character is. Like me as Mr. Incredible. Right. Something like that, but it would be Josh looking like Mr. Incredible, yeah. right? Well, this is now a thing. I saw a video about it, and there's this AI rolling out. It's the beta version, and it's invite only, so you yeah. can't go and use it right now. But essentially, you put in a like, you take a clear picture of yourself, and you add in like certain features, like, oh, okay, this would be this, like my nose is this big on a scale of one to ten, whatever. Yeah. And it makes the Pixar or Disney animated version of you. Not only that, you can then say a voice memo, watch it back, and not only does it do you, but it does your background, so That's it would look crazy. like I was in a Disney world talking. We need to, do, dude, guys. If if this comes out for a paid subscription or something, we're gonna we'll it do we'll do a Disney Imagine episode, a podcast we'll do a Pixar, Pixar episode. episode. So if you guys are like, dude, I don't know what you're talking about, Josiah, come on my close up and check this out, guys. Guys, how crazy is that? That's crazy. How cool is that? So it not only does him, but it does his whole surroundings. Now, it's all fun and games until these things are starting to be used for bad things. Yeah. So the voice memo thing, let's touch on that. Imagine if that was being used by a hacker or a scammer who's wanting to get something from you and acting like a relative. It's also
1: bad because it will make scams super easy. It will also make bad people be able to say that they didn't do things that they did. Like, if, say, a politician said something super controversial, super racist or something. Yeah. They could say, oh, I didn't say that. It was chat GPT. Right.
0: AI. It was an AI produced video. Like. So this is the conversation I keep having. And I have this conversation with everyone when we talk about AI. It's how will we trademark someone's originality of themselves? Yeah. Which is something I didn't think we were going to have to deal with in our generation. Of, like, you will be used as IP. Josh will have his own IP of Josh's voice. Josh's tone. How crazy is that? We will have to trademark or even patent, in a sense, yeah. everyone's individuality. Literally. which is crazy. That's really crazy when you think about it's it. It's freaky. Now apparently, there's ways that you can
1: track if it's generated. I don't think it's untraceable anymore, but it's still like it won't. That's if you that, don't know how to do that, or if like you can't get your hands on something to right. track it. Like, well, you have to possible. think
0: about it. And these are the beta versions. Give yeah. it a year, dude, and it will be crazy. It but be ridiculous. this is what I was having the conversation of the other day, and I thought this was a very interesting thing. So, you, you know, you think of the whole crypto and NFT world. All of that is decentralizing money, right? Yeah. So they're making you have your own stuff, and it's Josh's stuff. That's exactly what this stuff's going to turn into, well, yeah. right? You're going to be able to, like, say that a company wants to work with you individually, and they're like, we want to use Josh's voice and Josh's face. All I have to do is sell them your IP. That's so how crazy. That? I don't like that. You will no longer have to fly and go and do an event. They'll be able to use your IP and you make a video with you. Yeah. That's gnarly, dude. I think that's insane.
1: Dude, tech is crazy. Tech is scary, scary, but it's also with downs comes ups. So, like, it's going to be used for some incredible things. Right. But it's also, like, what could be used for that's not incredible? There's a lot of things. Yeah. Do you think more people are scared or excited for it? Scared, 100%. I think so many people are terrified of it. Yeah. The only people that are, like, actually excited for it are people who don't want to do their schoolwork and the people who who are creating it.
0: So, this is where I think... I, there is a part of me that is actually very excited for it. Yeah. I love innovation. I think these things are so exciting. And I think in the marketing world, it'll be so... This is me disqualifying everything that could be bad, yeah. right? So this is me being like just just focusing, from good stuff, just focusing on the positives. I think people are worried about it taking jobs. But you also have to think how many jobs will it actually give? Because you, have yeah. to, you can't just assume that every business owner is going to go and learn how to use this AI. There's going to be agencies that are actually applying the AI skills for these people. Because also, somebody, if they wanted to be a big
1: YouTuber, they could say, give me a completely original YouTube video in the style of Mr. Beast that's never been done before. Yep, it's crazy. And then you can just
0: have incredible video ideas that you don't have to think of. Well, isn't it crazy how actually on point that intro could have been? That described our show pretty well. We could have written that. And all we said was, I don't know if I would have been able to use all those big words. But we could, well, yeah, but we, like could if, have we, if,
1: if, if we tried,
0: that could yeah. have been written for Juvie. It's very true. All right. Let's dive into the questions that I asked chat GPT. So I said, hey, chat GPT, tell me some interesting facts about Gen Z. OK, I'm going to bounce these off you and let's see what you have to say. Some of them are just straight up facts. You'll probably have no thoughts about them, but maybe we'll be educating some people that don't know. So actually, I'll make it a quiz. Josh, what years in between what years was Gen Z born? Isn't Gen Z 10 to 24? So what would the years be? And now I said it in the intro, so if you're listening very closely, drop in the comments before Josh answers, and we'll see.
1: Wait, so is is Gen Z is 10 to 24 year olds right now, or is it just
0: anyone in between 10 and 24s? Well, I don't know. I'm just thinking about the years. What are the years? Just throw out a wild guess. You don't know, it's gotta be on point. What years do you think? When you think uh, of Gen Z, what years? 2000 and now. Okay, that's pretty close. It's 1997 to 2012 really so isn't it it's very interesting so any, think anybody about it, before born in those in those years gen z. Gen z. yeah so what about people born after 2017 what are they now is that that that's a new generation and that is something we should know but i don't know the name of it i, I because you have to think about it gen z what's the what's gonna be gen a they're gonna restart i have no idea gen z2 gen x is already a thing gen so it's x like i don't know what it's gonna be 1997 to 2012 it's weird because i never think of 90s babies as Gen Z, no, you think of them as millennials, it's because they think of themselves as millennials. Which generation do you think, when used in conversation, is like the most made fun of?
1: Gen Z, really?
0: uh, no, millennials, yeah. I think they're like the ones that are like, we yeah,
1: there'll be somebody born in 1999 and somebody born in 2000 and they think by better. days apart, and they'll be like, oh you all oh, this shows before your time Dude, or, it's like so you, true. i bet
0: you never even did that gen z will get that type of flack when we're in our 20s like mid 20s early 30s then ba- oh that's such a gen z thing yeah. but right now millennials still kind of get that card played at them okay so what's interesting when i asked gen- when i asked chat gpt interesting facts Most of them are pretty positive. So it says, Gen Z is known for their entrepreneurial spirit and desire for financial independence, with many choosing to start their own businesses and pursue non-traditional career paths. How true does that strike to you? Very true. I feel like it's very true, too. I feel like it's the most independently, like,
1: money-making generation yet. I would agree. You don't need to have a boss. 100%
0: 100% agree. All right. It says they're socially conscious and politically engaged with a strong desire for equality, social justice, and environmental stability. 1000%. I think that's oh, – you know what will be very, very interesting is when Gen Z comes into leadership in politics. Yeah. Because right now, there's two sides of Gen Z.
1: There's one side of Gen Z, which cares more about the politics and the state of the world than any other generation. Yeah. But then there's also half of Gen Z that cares about it less than anyone else on the world. Very, very So true. it's like, I still think that maybe even if it's a quarter of Gen Z that cares about it more than anybody else, very. that's still a more powerful percentage than anything else. It's
0: a quarter, but they're 100% in. Exactly. They're 100% in. All right, this was an interesting one. I, don't, I feel like this could be true, but I want to hear what you have to say about it. It says Gen Z prioritizes experiences over material possessions, and they're most likely... Let me restart that. They pr- they prioritize experiences over material possessions and are more likely to spend money on travel, entertainment, and social activities than material goods. I think it depends on the person. What would you say? What percent falls where?
1: I think, I think since if COVID never happened, I think that would be very true. But I think people are still scared of traveling to this day because of
0: like everything that happened. When you think about it on a more broad scale, like. You think about our friends and people you know of or mutuals with when you're like, hey, how much of them prioritize, ma- prioritize material goods over experiences? What Where do you think it falls? I think it would be majority to experiences. I would like to say that, but this is where I think. I would think, okay, if I were to go to the five closest people, my five closest friends, not family, and I would be like, hey, guys, I'm going to give you each $1,000, okay? Yeah. I think majority of them would spend it. They would not think, oh, I'm going to buy a plane ticket. Yeah. They'd be like, oh, I'm going to go buy that new pair of shoes or i have been wanting that video game. And I think that's just because people aren't thinking on a broader scale. We're very different. Yeah. Because if, if you gave me on $1,000, I'd be going on a trip. Right. But that's how we think. Yeah. So when you think of the more broader scale, I would say that 60%, I would say majority – Sixty percent, if they had time to think about it, would spend it on experiences. I would yeah. say still a solid forty material goods. Because I think from the people that I know, like say Ethan,
1: yeah, one of our close friends. If we gave him twenty dollars, he'd use that twenty dollars to go get dinner and go to the movies. Yeah, and that's an experience based thing. Twenty dollars is hard
0: because you can't necessarily.
1: Well, that's what I'm saying. With twenty dollars, he'd go get five dollars of food from McDonald's. Yeah, and then spend thirteen dollars on a play- on a movie ticket. Yep, and I think that's different. But then like
0: someone like Ben right My might home. go buy a pack of pickleballs right right well i think and this is something that we both actually do that i think is interesting so like a lot of teenagers are like oh i want to travel but i don't know how to do it yeah what me and josh both do and i know this for a fact is when we get a paycheck we actually put a certain percent aside for future travels even yeah. if josh has something planned i don't even have anything planned but i'm like okay I get this paycheck, paycheck, X amount. I'm actually just going to put X amount over here in a travel fund. So when a trip pops up or an opportunity pops up, I pull it from there and I'm not draining my bank account. percent. Do you feel like that's something that's helpful that you use your money on to help experiences? For sure. Yeah. I've been saving because right now, cause I don't have any expenses.
1: Yeah. Um, I've been saving 80%, 85% of each of my paychecks. That's great. Going straight into a savings fund that is just going towards like future trips and yep. moving out and everything like yep. that. Um, and obviously, I'm blessed to be able to do that because I don't have expenses. I know a lot totally. of people have expenses. Well, it's not possible it to, to do that. Use your advantage while you can, right? Exactly. I'm going to use it the most advantage I can um, and save as much money as possible because um, I don't spend much money at all. Especially yeah. since starting doing 75 hard. Yeah, I've cut out all fast food, which has brought my How spending do down by spending? so much.
0: How much do you think you're saving a month not eating out? Oh, pff, a lot, like over a hundred. Yeah. Definitely, it's hundred cr- crazy, dude. It's really Cause crazy. like after work, I'll go maybe get a sandwich from Sprouts, yeah, five bucks. I'll do that like, and you don't think about it when it's four ninety nine. You're like, oh, it's just, di-. and then you add a beverage on it, and you're like, oh, seven bucks. It's seven dollar dinner. That's not that bad, yeah. And then you do it five nights a week. That's thirty five dollars. It's a lot. Yeah, it's one hundred twenty dollars a month. That's o- over a thousand dollars a year. Yeah, a thousand dollars can fund a nice trip. Like, yeah,
1: but like <laughs> even like before that, if I was going to get in and out after a shift. If I get a double double with animal fries, it's gonna be 10 bucks. Yep. And I do that three, four times a week. I also go other places around the week. It gets so expensive. It gets so expensive. But now, if I just get a sandwich or if I just go home and just make food, I'm only spending like maybe, I think I spend maybe $20 every two weeks on food right now.
0: That's so good. I spend way more than that, but not on 75 hard. So again, I think the moral of the story here is when you get money, categorize it and it'll help you save. Okay. On this, The last point on this first question. So, again, I asked ChatGPT some interesting facts about Gen Z. And this one, I feel like it's a little bit controversial. It says, Gen Z is the most educated generation in history with the highest rates of college enrollment and completion and a strong emphasis on continuous learning and professional development. Would you say that Gen Z is the most educated generation in history? Because ChatGPT says so. I think in certain aspects
1: of life, I also think there's the most amount of people ever who have got no interest in school or learning whatsoever. They just want to be able to find ways to make money. I wonder if that's a statistic that's fact-checked. I think it
0: must be. Because all I like, hear is that college enrollment is down.
1: Because, like, yeah, think about it. 20 years ago, dropping out of high school or not going to college was kind of unheard of. Yeah. But now, I don't know, other than Ali. Yeah, I don't know anyone going to college right now. Yeah, and I feel like a lot of people are trying to find ways, including you and including myself, yeah. to finish high school early and be done with it.
0: I think we also just have to look at education differently. We yeah. it can't when we say the most educated generation in history. I don't think we it doesn't look at it school. from a book smart sense because if you look at the actual statistics of wealth being made younger that's yeah. at an all-time high yeah because you have to be educated on something to be able to make money in something so i think like, i think the word educated is gonna have to be redefined and it's already defined in the sense of you could use it either or yeah but i think you have to look at it differently and i think that's something that the older generations are like uh, well educationally what's your grades what's your what's your yeah education should have nothing to do with the grades i would agree because education i think education
1: is knowledge yeah it's knowledge on stuff that can benefit and experience because like if what school is trying to do for children, even if it doesn't always make it happen, it's trying to set you up with knowledge to survive, but it's not doing its best. So that's why I think right now kids are finding ways to actually learn more about stuff that will help them in the long run instead of just learning how to write in cursive. You know what yeah, I
0: mean? Yeah, well, I think school makes employees Yeah. and self-taught people become CEOs because you even look at the top one percent of the people that make money right now all of them are saying that we would hire based off experience and not education yeah education in the sense of oh great you went and you graduated from harvard well what did you do after that well yeah. no i just graduated from harvard i don't care you might be smart but you might not be good at your job exactly you have to have people that can apply all right yeah. moving on to the next question i asked ChatGPT. gpt i said what are the biggest problems that you see gen z facing When you ask a robot this, the responses are going to be all over the place, but I'll pick one that I want to get your opinion on. So it says political polarization. Gen Z is likely to inherit a deeply divided political landscape with competing ideologies and a lack of consciousness on key issues. This could make it difficult to pass meaningful legislative and and address pressing societal problems. How accurate does that feel? I don't think that's a number one issue for Gen Z. It's not the number one. It lists five. It's, I th- okay, I one picked of. one that I thought was the most interesting.
1: I, I, mean, I definitely think it's true because I think Gen Z has probably some of the most opinions out of any other generation. They're most opinionated, yeah. I think that especially comes into play with political stuff because, <clears throat> I mean, it's what I'm going to be talking about in the next episode. Um, right now people and kids and teenagers all over the world are starting protests on stuff that people should be dealing with but nobody else is so they're going to take it into their own hands so i think that's something that gen z is very good at in that sense where i feel like it's not really a a disbenefit i think it's actually i think it's good that they have the most opinions on stuff like that because they're they're trying to make a better place for themselves to live
0: I think where it worries me is then when people are opinionated but not educated. Yeah. And I think that's where we get the stereotype of, why would I listen to you? You haven't experienced this. You haven't lived through this. And I think there is a percentage of people who are educated enough to talk talk on the topics. But I think there's also value in just perspective. I think yeah. a 40-year-old might have a different perspective than a teenager on one topic. That doesn't make the left or the right right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole base of our show.
1: Right. We've, we've claimed this hundreds of times saying with the stuff we talk about, we're not going to be the most educated people about this topic. It's just a fact because there's people who know more about it than us, but we have opinions. So we're going to talk about our opinions and like we have feelings about it. We're going to talk about our feelings. That doesn't mean we're right. That doesn't mean we're wrong. We're just going to talk about how we feel. And I think, I think perspective can be really
0: helpful. I think so too. And I think that's something a lot of people are blindsided to yeah. is because the thing is, is. When you take when you take someone's perspective at face value of okay this is what they truly believe and this is what they're living in, you you come to the point of realizing that everyone has a different perspective. Yeah. You know we're two teenagers living in the same generation in the same city in the same time and we still have different perspectives on this. Yeah. That's that's really good and I think that's the only reason why we ever have innovation. If yeah. we all agreed on everything we're all like yep yep yep, that's scary too it is because i feel like with gen
1: z right now we're we can either be the most herd mentality group or the least herd mentality group and it just depends who you surround yourself with yeah 100 percent. because like there's i think there's the most free thinkers out of anybody else on the world with gen z yeah people who are starting stuff for themselves and becoming self-starters i just said the same thing was yeah a bit redundant um but people who are just creating lives and creating success without having to follow other people's rules mm-hmm. but there's also a lot of people who only thrive from strong leadership yeah and from a herd mentality where they need they need people to be around that are thinking the exact same
0: way yeah and, I've, and something i've been thinking about a lot is you know why 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 is age such a discredited thing when it comes to someone's opinion and I was and I, it's because all the conversations I have, I'm like, OK, you know, I'm 17. I went into this conversation and I felt heard. And I feel like they listened to me. and I'm like, OK, is there something that I'm applying in this conversation that maybe other people aren't? And I'll address the camera for this one. If if you're a teenager and you feel like that your opinion isn't being heard, chances are it's probably because you're not listening. You need to be willing to take the second seat, take the step down and be like, OK, this is someone who has lived longer than me. They have more experience with me. They may be more educated than me listen. And I almost guarantee you that after you've listened, if you have something to say after that, that contributes to the conversation, they will listen. And I think that's where the disconnect comes in a lot when it comes from the older generation to the younger is when you feel heard, you're also then willing to listen. Yeah. And I think when, if, if I go into a conversation and they start talking and I cut them off and I'm like, Hey, this is what I think. No, no one wants to listen to that. I don't want to listen to that. Literally,
1: you have to be willing to learn to be able to willing to teach. 100%. Like, not even teach, but share your opinion. Yeah, because like if, say if you're trying to teach a class to someone, but there's people in the audience who feel like they know better about it. Yeah. It's only right for you to be able to hear them out and hear a new perspective on something you've learned. Because once you stare at something yourself for so long, you become so rooted in that one way of thinking. Yeah. Sometimes a fresh brain is all you need to be able to see or 100%. fix a solution that you didn't have an answer to.
0: 100%. I think the simplest way to put it is if you want to be respected, you need to respect first. Yeah. Especially if you're younger in the room. True. If you walk into the room and you are the youngest person there, listen, that says a lot about you in a good way. But also, if you want to be respected, you need to, even if you don't agree, you need to actually respect that, hey, listen, this person has lived longer. Yeah, because no one's going to respect you if you walk in like you own the place. And that that is what's wrong. That's what's wrong with the Gen Z conversation with older generations. Yeah. In the simplest form, that's it. Because I feel like that's another thing. We think as soon as we
1: learn something and get really good at it, we think, oh, there's nobody else who knows it better than me. dude." And then you go to people who have 50 years of business experience. I don't know, a billion dollars of worth yeah. behind them. And you're like, oh, I sold 20 t-shirts online.
0: I know what I'm talking about. That, but take, you just said, Take advice from people who have success. What you just said is uh, I think that is one of the most dangerous mindsets that someone can have, yeah. and it's scary for themselves, dude, because as soon as you put yourself in that first position of no one knows it better than me, that will be your downfall every day of the week, yep. every day. As Even if you are the number one on the charts, there's someone doing it better than you. And, dude, the competition is not very far behind. Yeah, it's it, true. You have to always keep in the mindset of there is someone doing better. Because, listen, the most respected and wealthy people, we don't know their names. Yeah. That says a lot.
1: It's true. That says like, a lot. I saw this video, which and it's, it's a little bit different, but it's still kind of the same tone, where Gordon Ramsay went to a prison um, to meet with the prison chefs who were inmates, who this one guy developed such a passion for food and cooking while he was in prison. So they did a speed test of chopping an onion. Mm. The inmate beat Gordon Ramsay in the speed test. And instead of Gordon Ramsay being, oh no, but I've got so much experience, I, I'll i st- I'll win if we did it again. Instead of taking the card of I have more experience than you, he offered him a job once he got out of jail. He was like, I see your potential. yep, And I know that because you beat me and because you showed your true worth, once you get out of prison, here's a job at my restaurant.
0: It, it, it's and it's like, you'll humble. you'll get
1: that respect. <laughs> If you stay humble yeah. and
0: show that you're worth it, you'll get the respect from the people who are the, the most experienced. I th- the, most, the most successful people, I don't know if that's necessarily true. I think the people that are the most hungry are the most humble, and you just have to, it's what we were just saying, you have to be willing to put yourself in the second seat. Yeah. All right, we'll continue with this chat GPT thing. This was an interesting one, and one of our, one of our IG followers sent this in. So if you guys want to be involved in these episodes, follow us on Instagram. They said, ask a robot, what are the similarities between drugs and phones? Okay. I thought, okay, this is very, very interesting. All right. Probably one of the more obvious ones, addiction. Both drugs and phones have a potential to create addiction or dependence. With drugs, this is often related to the way that they affect the brain's reward system. While with phones, it's often related to the dopamine release associated with social media and other online activities.
1: I feel like that strikes very true. Yeah, 100%. It's a very good explanation. And
0: I think that's why we pick up our phones. There is a dopamine rush in it, and I think that's why it's important that you find other ways to activate dopamine in your body. Okay, this is another one. Impairment. I was like, okay, this sounds interesting. Both drugs and phones can impair judgment and cognitive functioning. With drugs, this is related to the way that they interact with the brain's neural. Neural. N E U R A L. Neural? Neural. Neural pathways. While with phones, it is related to the distractions and interruptions that can arise from the constant phone use. How often, or how real does that feel?
1: I mean, yeah, it's when whenever you do something you create a neural link with it yeah because it's just how your brain processes it yeah but i feel like with drugs the neural link becomes
0: a physical thing
1: right yeah it's neural it's also if say if you're taking a painkiller you you have a lot of pain your brain knows you're in pain because it's sending neural links to part of your body that's injured you take a painkiller it relieves that and then your brain immediately goes we need more of that do whatever you can Mm -hmm. whatever you need to do to get more of that. So that's the thing with drugs where it's like if you're upset, you're depressed, you're taking a drug that's going to make you feel better, your brain develops a neural
0: link addiction Mm -hmm. by saying do whatever you can to get more of that. And I I thought the most interesting one of that was actually the impaired judgment. And I kept thinking, I was like, what do they mean by that? And I think what it is is that if you consume so much of something, you're actually not your most centered and focused self. Yeah, because it takes over that part of your brain where it's
1: saying, again, do whatever you can. Nothing is more important than getting
0: more of that. (sighs) Scary. All right. This was an interesting one. I asked ChatGPT, what is the best way for teens to make money in 2023? Here's what I got. Okay. First one up is online surveys. It says there are many websites that pay teens to take online surveys or participate in market research studies while this might not be the most lucrative option it can be a way to earn a little extra money in your spare time surveys i mean if people are looking for an extra two dollars every week right then that, take a survey when they say not lucrative they really mean they it. really mean it here was one that i actually thought was the most interesting online tutoring teens who are knowledgeable in a particular subject can offer tutoring service online through platforms such as chegg or tutor tutor me that's pretty cool that is sick yeah. I think, and I don't know if exactly this is what it means, but I would assume like if someone's very strong and like English is their first language, they might be able to do something on TutorMe with someone in Spain. Yeah. I thought that's probably one of the cooler ones that, this, that ChatGPT gave me. This one I have experience with. I used to do this in the past. Pet sitting or dog walking. Yeah. Teens who love animals can offer their services as pet sitters or dog walkers through apps such as Rover or Wag. I feel like that one is not taken advantage of enough. I think it really should be taken advantage of more, hundred percent. Because especially for people who love animals, if you can get paid to take a dog on a walk, there's not much better than that. True, and not only that, you can definitely multitask while you do that. You can be listening to a podcast while taking a dog on a walk. I almost okay. If someone's watching this, I want to do a test. If someone, if a teenager is looking to make money this year, here's your thing: do dog walking. Go and knock on every single door in your neighborhood and offer them, hey. Either a monthly subscription your dog walking service or a walk by walk. Yeah. And I want to know if someone makes money off this because I guarantee you there's money sitting on the table that no one's taking advantage. If I had more time, dude, I would do that. Dude, if you guys, if we ever do, or if you guys like this video enough and people want to see it, we could do a juvie video, see how much money we can make from dog walking for a week. Dude, there's a YouTube channel idea. Just test all these different ideas. I think that one's pretty cool. And like also you get to be outside. Yeah. Dogs are not the worst thing to walk. I've actually, I've seen a guy on TikTok who he's very
1: financially stable so he has the money and the time to be able to do stuff like this but he's trying to test all of the side hustles that people talk about so he'll do it for a month he went out and the first one he saw were, or not the first one the one he was doing this week was um well this month was buying vending machines mm, yeah i've seen them. um and he just he like tries these different things to show people how it actually works without people showing millions of dollars in success yeah 100%. this guy just does it he buys it Shows how much he spends and shows how much he makes in a month. And then once he's done, he either continues it or
0: sells it. Yeah. Like... If you guys are feeling discouraged when it comes to money, just know there's always opportunity and money on the table everywhere. There's really... I believe there's really... If you can make it from walking dogs, there's a lot more money just sitting on the table. Mow lawns, walk dogs. Exactly. you can do. All right. Last one that it gave me is yard work or cleaning homes. Teens can offer their services for yard work, house cleaning, and other odd jobs in their local area. That one, I think... Underutilized as well. Yeah, I think we see it a lot on social media. Be like, oh, I bought this lawnmower and I made this much money, but I've never seen anyone doing that. I think that was the whole thing back in the eighties. Yeah, like
1: in—I mean, I've the first thought that comes to my mind is in Stranger Things. Mm. Luke's is like, I mowed his lawn for five dollars in quarters, and then I went to the arcade. Yeah, like that's what—that's
0: just what people used to do. But unfortunately, nowadays they'll be like five dollars disposable vape. Yeah, yeah, literally. <laughs> that's sad. Dude. It is a bit sad. <laughs> Goes to the arcade, guys. I recently over the last. I think it was probably like a month and a half ago. I supported a young entrepreneur. He was going door by door knocking and he was doing the um, where they put your address on the cement out front, right? Yeah. So they use a stencil and they and they they painted on there. And I was and I saw him doing it other neighbors. I was like, dude, if he comes to this door and he gives me a good sales pitch, I'll pay for it. I think yeah. it was like it wasn't even that expensive. And he knocked and he was like he was like, hey, I was like, hey, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm doing this. And this is the one thing that he used that was very, very smart. And I've seen it. you ever see those people that go to door to door and they do the cleaning windows yeah and they do the pitch like hey we did five of your neighbors you if you want to be with them do it yeah he said hey i just did three neighbors down the street we're just you know trying to make the neighborhood look better would you be interested i was like yeah dude you got my money take it and i thought he was this young kid in high school he was literally walking around he had stencils in his backpack yeah and by the I and i drove around the block the next day okay 15 bucks not bad at all right it's painted on there and they put like a a sealant on it so it doesn't weather say 15 dollars. okay so let's let's do the math on this right it took him maybe 20 minutes. Yeah. So he's, he's already making above minimum wage, right? So $15. Try to guess, when I drove around the neighborhood the next day, how many houses he had done? 50. Okay, well, there's not even 50 houses in my neighborhood. Yes, there is. You got a pretty big neighborhood. Okay, there might be 50. No, not that 20. many. 20? 21 houses. 20. So 15 times 21. That kid made $315. In a day. Not even in that, so then you think about it fifteen times twenty what's three hundred minutes three hundred minutes what is divided by sixty that's just that's just under four hours or just yeah. over four hours four hours that's you really have to realize how much above minimum wage that is. listen, and there's so many neighborhoods that he could hit. he just did ours. who knows he probably does this all the time. he did it after that's school. That's actually genius thing is, you buy two cans of spray paint.
1: Yeah, two dollars each probably. He
0: just bought the number stencils. That's yeah, it. Yeah,
1: get some stencils. Maybe cost you twenty bucks
0: for the stencils. Yeah, and he. Oh, this was the other thing in his sales. But she said, if you don't like it, money back, and I'll power wash it away if you don't want it. Dude, he is a business man. Dude, congrats to him. If I you're watching him, this, you're a legend. And I gave him, I gave him a twenty dollar bill. I was like, listen, man, I support the young hustle. I gave him a five dollar tip. I was like, keep doing this. He's like, yeah, thank you, man. And literally, but he probably I, got tips a lot as well. Yeah, dude. Because he, he was like, this is just a little like a uh, friendly. He's yeah. it, calling him little. He's probably my age. He's a little friendly guy. Yeah, <laughs> but he was uh, listen. That's a great way to make that's money. That's sick. I've also seen
1: people doing the window washing stuff where they're like. We charge the house down the street $75, yeah. but for you, because yeah. I
0: know you're in a rush, I'll do 50 <laughs> Or my favorite one is when they open the door, like, hey, have you seen these the good-looking guys in the green shirts walking around? And it's <laughs> yeah. like him in a green shirt. Yeah, I love those. All right, you guys. Well, listen. This episode was completely controlled or prompted by ChatGBT. We covered a ton of fun topics. If you guys enjoyed, make sure, if you're listening on any audio platforms, to download this episode. Share it with a friend. Share it with a grandparent. You guys, your grandparents need to be educated on the AI. Same with your parents. Send it to them, have a conversation about it. If you guys are watching on YouTube and you want to be in the first ten thousand subscribers, we're growing by the day. Join the Juvie family today, and that is a rap.
1: That was a rap. Ba ba ba.